Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It is another edition of the Odds Makers podcast presented by Superbook Sports. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel along with the odds makers themselves. Jay Cornegay and John Murray. I almost went opposite. I almost went Jay Murray and John Cornegay, but that is not the way it goes. Hello, what's up, boys? How's it going? Week seven. Here we are. Yeah. Sorry, it's moving along pretty quickly, huh? Uh, in terms of the National Football League College, I think we're at like week 12 already because that's the way it works. It always throws me off. How was the weekend in the NFL? Everybody wants to know, so what is it? Six underdogs went out right. Bills win and cover. Positive, negative? Positive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, around here it was. Uh, back east, not so much as we uh, operate in a number of jurisdictions. New Jersey keeps uh, beating us a little bit, but you start thinking about it. Eagles, Phillies, <laughs> Giants, Jets. Syracuse. Yankees. Yep. Yankees. A yeah. lot of the teams that are popular in, yeah. in that area are doing very well, having a great month. I mean, Philadelphia sports are riding like an all-time high right now. Yeah, but Nevada was good, so yeah. I, we'll take it. I mean, Saturday wasn't that great. Saturday was a great start. We had a great morning, great afternoon, and then we lost every game at night, including that Tennessee game, which was a great game, by the way. We were on the short end of that. So uh, rough Saturday, pretty solid uh, Sunday. Then lost a Monday night game. That great. It was a great thrilling contest. Yeah. Game, yeah. I was really hoping because I predicted it would be fifteen to twelve. I was close. You was close. Yeah. yeah. You're right on there. Yeah. I but, wanted the tie. I think we would have got the tie if Denver hadn't fumbled that punt. Oh, we would. We all deserved a tie. And the tie would have knocked all those people out of Survivor. Yep. We started so saying I, I really that. Wanted, yeah. I really wanted that tie. That second, that second quarter, we were like, it's going to be a tie. That would have been great. Awful. Ties are funny. Well, the best part would have been is that all those people would have been knocked out of Survivor Jump, but they all would have called anyway and been like, hey, it's a tie. I'm still alive, right? Like, this is the way this works. Yeah. People don't seem to grasp that concept too well, John. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There are some Survivor contests where you move on with the tie, which Mm -hmm. makes no sense. You don't survive. No. But uh, Very few, actually. I played in one this year, and I had the Colts week one. And then I lost a couple weeks later. So you're a fan of ties. <laughs> oh, I love ties. And ties are great. Speaking of Survivor, it reminds me of one of the best jokes that I've ever made where uh, it was pointed out that for some Survivor members, uh, they actually died and did not get their, uh, their entries in. So literally failed to survive. There are people that died beat. before they could submit their picks? Yeah. Jeez. And you consider that a joke? That's dark. No. The joke was that wow. they didn't literally survive they didn't to get survive. their picks in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you said <laughs> you introduced it as it was one of the best jokes you ever made. Yeah. I'm a dark humor kind of guy. Right. You know what is dark humor? There's no room for that on the show. Uh, watching a full Indianapolis Colts game, which is where we're going to begin because it's <laughs> not the best slate of games, but these are two teams with winning records technically. So it's a game that matters. Indianapolis and Tennessee, uh, from a Superbook perspective, you guys look ahead here was Tennessee minus one and a half. You reopened it on Sunday at one and a half. Total at 42 and then 42 and a half. Right now, though, Two and a half in favor of the Tennessee Titans with that total still hanging around. So, John, we'll go to you here. Mm -hmm. What are we looking at between these two AFC South rivals? Hold on a second. It's it's not the the best slate of games, the worst slate of NFL games I've ever seen. And, look, we don't work for the TV networks. We can say it. These are lousy games. It gives people a reason to bet. You've got to bet on these games. You're going to sit through them. 
So download the Superbook app. It's the only way you're going to be able to sit through the Sunday's games. Did see a sharp player uh, late two with the Titans. We're at two and a half. I get it. Matt Ryan, he's struggling out there, John. I, I don't know how the Colts are three, two, and one. I think the Sharps laid one and a half too, didn't they? They, they laid uh, yeah, one and a half and two. Now up to two and a half. So. I just saw the I saw the bet minus two. Um, you're probably right though. I'm sure you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't have much else to say about this game. Uh, I would say that Matt Ryan is coming off of his best game as quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Yardage-wise, didn't commit a turnover-worthy play. Highest-graded game by PFF standards. Maybe starting to get comfortable, John. Tough scene if you had Jacksonville plus three on Sunday. Uh, yes. <laughs> the Colts totally I mean, that's, that's brutal because they were, uh, were going to kick a field goal to win by two, and then they scored the long touchdown. Uh, brutal, brutal. If you bet Jacksonville, we did. That was one of the few games we lost on on Sunday morning. You know, Sunday we yeah. really did very well. We we did lose on that. A lot of emotion in the in the back room after that touchdown. I was here. Yeah, there were some very upset people. I'm not going to name anyone by name, but some of our uh, one of our VPs of of trading. Uh, he was very upset. Is that the one Pierce caught that? Is that the game winner? Alex Pierce for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the hot pickup, I guess, in fantasy. Well, yeah, because uh, they don't really have much else going on. Yeah, and I, they drafted him to well, be as their number two guy. So. He did sling it around yeah. 58 times. As yeah. you said, Matt Ryan, his best game. Well, he did throw it 58 yeah. times. I hope he had a you know season high in uh, completions so, and yardage. Uh, let me ask you guys this before we move on from this game. Um, obviously, Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, Shaquille Leonard, Quiddy Pay, all guys who did not play for Indianapolis in the game against Jacksonville. If all four of those guys get a clean bill of health this coming weekend, how much does this line move, if anything? Because like two, two and a half, it's kind of like dead, right? They're not really going anywhere. Yeah, I think it's kind of already priced for for some of those guys to be back. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think it's not going to go all the way to a pick 'em. It's going to go probably through some pretty dead numbers, one and a half maybe, yeah. if that. All right, we'll move on from there. Uh, let's go to Kansas City. No, excuse me, I don't want to skip the best one. Sorry, Jay. New York Jets on the road against the Denver Broncos. There we go. Bronco country. Let's ride. Although he didn't say it after the game. I think he was pretty depressed uh, after that Monday night contest. Opened uh, look ahead was Denver minus three and a half. Reopened to Denver minus three here at Superbook. Total's pretty low, 42 and a half. And right now, up on the board, you guys have Denver minus one. What's behind the move? It's tough to explain as a Broncos fan. You know, I'm hearing that all the time. Let's ride. Let's slide. It's actually, let's, let's cook. You know, and I'm getting all these memes. Let of, Russ cook. Of, yeah. yeah, and he's got a fire behind him, and he's got a chef hat on. Pretty accurate, actually. We opened three. It came right down as soon as they disclosed that, you know, he had that hamstring issue. Yep. Came all the way down, and, and it hasn't stopped, really. It's gone down all the way to one. As you mentioned, Pick and some others. Jeremiah and I are looking at each other right now. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> easy. Yeah. It, nope, nope. No, I'm not, uh, I'm not sold on the Jets. I mean, I think the Jets have a great defense. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I think this is another uh, 15-12 game. I know the total's at 40, but uh, I think I would probably go under that. I just don't – I can't explain what I'm seeing in Denver. I just don't even recognize that team. I mean, the defense is awesome. They're playing their, you know, butts off. And, and the offense just continues to make no sense to me. The play calling, the lack of recognition by Russell, drop passes, missed assignments. They're killing him back there. I mean, a couple of times, you guys watched the game, I'm sure, if you weren't sleeping. I mean, blitzes came through untouched and just... It was uh, that late third down, right? Where well, a couple of times. Right up the middle, yeah. Yeah, it was a, a couple of times, so... I just don't understand what's going on with the offense, but it's a very poorly coached team. But I'll give Jeremiah one. That's a very that's a very poorly coached <laughs> football team. You know what's going on? The, the Hackett Hackett's in over his head. Yeah, he shouldn't oh, be an sure. NFL head coach. He definitely shouldn't be. 
and I don't think he will be much longer. He might make it through the season, but remember, the current ownership, the new ownership of the Broncos did not hire this guy. Yeah. So there are no strings attached here. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they pull the trigger pretty early on that because there are overreactions, right? You want to give guys time to grow. I think we have a large enough sample size to show that Hackett's not going to hack it, if you will. Correct. Well done, yeah. John. There you go. A little too on the nose, but I liked it. Um, all right, we move on. Kansas City on the road against San Francisco. Jay, we'll stay with you here. So you guys look at here at Superbook, Kansas City minus one and a half, total of 47. Uh, reopened KC minus two and a half with a total of 47 and a half. So no real adjustments there. And we're sitting at two and a half right now at the Superbook with a total of 48 and a half. And this is the thing, this is the San Francisco 49ers defense really beat up going into that game against Atlanta. Very much showed against a quality Atlanta offense. And now you get Patrick Mahomes coming into town. Yeah, there's there's certainly no sharp money on this yet. The market just kind of moved up, and I was looking at it right before we came on the air. It's like 85% of the tickets are all on the Chiefs, as expected, and I think it's going to get worse. I think they'll still probably drive it up on the high side of three. I think it just really depends if the sharps are going to bite on that or you know, maybe wait till it goes further. You know, So we'll see what happens. I still believe the 49ers are a pretty quality club. I still like what they do there. I don't understand why they got away from Jeff Wilson. I think he can really run the ball. But they kind of panicked there. Um, yeah, Debo is uh, just missing, you know, in action. I don't know why they're not utilizing him. But I still believe that the offensive line and the defensive line, I know that they have some injuries, but I still think that uh, 49ers are going to be there at the end. And I'm not sure what Kansas City is going to do after a couple of uh, very tough games. This is not a very easy spot for Kansas City. Got to get more to your quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't really great against Atlanta. Two interceptions, part of his two turnover-worthy mm-hmm. plays. It's kind of been his thing, too. So I want to ask you, because you mentioned something. You mentioned the market kind of moved the number on you here. So when you guys have your look ahead, and then when you open back up on those Sundays, the next Sundays, how much of your opening number on Sundays is looking around at where the market's going and opening up and adjusting to what you're seeing market-wise? I think what we do on Sundays is look at that uh, that performance that day okay. and what they did. And we take on those injuries, and uh, we... we put that in a bowl and spit out that line. But that's what we look at. We look at the performance that uh, we just saw and the injuries that uh, took place during the course of the game and adjusted accordingly. The market has a small place in there, but we have a lot of confidence in our lines. And normally they're pretty close to one another. So we're we're not uh, stepping out of bounds here. All right, John, we'll go to you on this. Pittsburgh Steelers against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are playing host here. Sunday, you guys opened Miami minus six and a half with a total of 44. No real adjustment from your guys' look ahead. It was Miami six with a total of 42 and a half. And the Steelers making Tom Brady question leaving his family behind for football after <laughs> looking pretty good, I guess, against them. Is it too early to flex games out of Sunday night? Do you, I was, we don't uh, do that until later in the season? I right? was shocked that the two primetime games, Sunday and Monday, yeah. and maybe the Thursday in there too, but uh, the primetime slate is disgusting this weekend. Well, Miami's, Miami's getting Tua back, right? That's why this line is as high as it is. They've, mm-hmm. they've really struggled offensively without Tua. So I know Tua got criticized a lot coming into the season uh, they said all this pressure was on him well they were playing pretty well until he got knocked out of that game a few weeks ago and they looked awful without him they need him back could be a get right spot for Miami the Steelers are off of a really good win against the Bucks, but they can't really seem to do anything offensively uh, as long as Miami can avoid turning the ball over they should be able to win this game I guess we'll have a lot of money line parlays going to the Dolphins because mm-hmm. it is on Sunday night football but uh, not the most appealing Sunday night game. Teasers too? Teasing that seven sure. down? Yeah. Teasers as well. What game would you rather watch, Steelers and Dolphins or Syracuse and Clemson? Um, I don't know. Probably Syracuse and Clemson. College football has – I, I know John likes these qualities. College football has the potential to be funny. 
right? Like broken right. plays and ridiculous stuff and, you know, well, that, just that, nonsense. Well, so do Broncos games well. with Nathaniel Hackett coaching. <laughs> These aren't working. Really quickly, a note about the Dolphins, because I think this speaks to Mike McDaniel and the credit that he does deserve. I thought they should have won that game against Minnesota over the weekend. 458 total yards to 234 for Minnesota, 6.3 yards per play to 4.7 for the Vikings. But when you're talking about three turnovers, as you mentioned, John, like McDaniel schemed them up. They just couldn't take advantage. Did you use Dolphins in the contest? Is that why you're saying I thought that they should have won? Uh, yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. I also watched the game with my eyeballs. Because I, uh, I, I used Dolphins as well. And, and did I, you share those same thoughts? Of course. Okay. I was super upset about it. Super upset. And I thought that they should have. They definitely uh, they deserved, a better, uh, they deserved a better outcome, I think, than that. Minnesota keeps winning games. I don't know how. But I think Minnesota's 5-1 and one now. Oh, they are. They're, they're taking care of the ball. I mean, yeah, that's what true. they're doing. You know, we haven't heard too much about Cook, but he has been producing at not like p- posting huge numbers. That's, that's the problem with the Dolphins. Dolphins can't run the ball. They're one-dimensional. They really are. Yep. They, they're putting too much pressure on their quarterback. They can't run the ball consistently anyway. And, uh, you know, that's creating some problems. But, you know, maybe bring some life back. Uh, who knows? Now I'll ask you, Jay, uh, would you rather watch Steelers-Dolphins or Bears-Patriots, which is the Monday night game? Um, New England minus six, 38 and a half. This is great, too, right? These totals, you get an idea of how good these games are going to be. 42 and a half for Sunday night in the open. A 38 and a half for this one here. I got moved up, though, 39. Patriots, I think, minus seven, and then now sitting at eight. Yep. A little bit of support for the Patriots, huh? No, the market's moving up that way. I think the bookmakers are really understanding that guess what side we're going to need as it's going to move up and creep up because we're not going to get any bears uh, money at all. I don't think we're going to see anything. And if this thing creeps up to 10, of course, we're going to see it. But uh, as a bookmaker, you look at a game like that and you're like, oh, my gosh. All right. You know, hopefully we knock out some money line parlays, a lot of teasers before we get to Monday night because it's going to be very lopsided action on this game. And I'm not looking forward to watching it. I'd rather watch the baseball playoffs, but that's me. There's a Golden Knights game that night. Who are they playing? Uh, they're playing the Maple Leafs team. Oh, that's a good game. I'll be at that game. NBA season's underway, right? You know, there's a lot going on. You sure. Rather yeah. watch on Monday. Uh, difference between Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, negligible at this point? Nothing, right? Nothing. Uh, no, I would no. say nothing right yeah. now. I mean, maybe a half point before last week. Now, nothing. Like Bailey Zappi's yeah. a half point better? No, I was, yeah. I was saying, no, for real, like, Zappi's playing well. I mean, this is kind of a Bill Belichick team. They bring in the backup quarterback. He doesn't make any mistakes. Their yep. defense has all these players that you don't realize how good they are because they're not necessarily big names yet. Uh, New England, it looks very dangerous right now. And I, I think, you know, Chicago, Fields just, he doesn't look like he should be starting a quarterback in the NFL. And then on top of that, he gets yep. no help at all. He has nobody helping him at receiver no one blocking for him. It's tough. It's, he's in a really bad spot. I think the last two weeks we have seen Bill Belichick kind of flex his muscles a little bit more, yes. right? Shutting out the Lions, who at one point statistically were one of the best mm-hmm. offenses in the NFL, doing it to Cleveland too. I mean, I don't know how much of a hand he has in that offense, but Bailey Zappi, I don't know how good he is. He was throwing to wide open dudes, though, in yeah. that game against Cleveland. Yeah, I know. It was pretty But impressive. he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, yep. right? I mean, if you would have asked us at the beginning of the year, the difference between Zappi and Mac Jones uh-huh. it would have been probably like three or four, yeah. maybe more at that time. But now, after a couple of great Sundays, now it's zero. Yep. So I don't know where they get these guys, and the coaching is just fantastic. Well, it, Bailey Zappi is from Western Kentucky. It is amazing. Yeah. They're schemed up, man. They're, they're, Belichick and his staff are doing an incredible uh, job. On both sides of the ball. I think yeah. Zappi's got some FBS record for like most yards or touchdowns and yeah. uh, something like that right in the season. Uh, looks pretty good. By the way, also, there's drama in New England. I don't know if you guys know this, uh, but reports leaking out. Mac Jones has an attitude problem. Really? Yeah. 
getting pretty bad. Who leaked that report? I think it was Ben Volin who first approached uh, the topic when it came to Boston Sports Radio. So you know they love those topics. It's time for The Big Ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? Do you want to talk about UFC 280? There has been some big money came in on Makachev. You know, there's guys laying to win 10000 on the favorite in that fight. A couple of really big bets on the favorite. You know, we actually had the price higher than this. It's come down a little bit because so much public support on uh, Charles Oliveira. So a great fight. I know the UFC is hoping the dog wins. They don't really want Makachev to be their lightweight champion. Why not? He's just not as marketable. Oh, he's boring. Like he, he he's fights a boring, a boring, boring style. fighter. He just he just he grabs you. He wrestles you to the ground. I actually kind of think it's a really fun style because the way he completely just man's dudes and puts them down on the ground and puts them yeah. wherever he wants. And I'm really impressed with Makachev. So, what, well, what yeah, your... I hope so. I mean, he's 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 uh, incredibly good. I mean, both these guys are great. I mean, these are the this is probably the best fight the UFC can make right now at yep. any weight class. So what's your what would be your I guess we'll call true price on Makachev here since you're we, saying you're getting some we had it support. higher I mean we, I think it should be higher but uh, some of the money that I've seen come in on him is not money that I particularly respect and it's kind of made me rethink the whole thing so I don't know what's going to happen on, on Saturday but I, I, I originally I thought the price on the favorite should have been higher than this let me ask since we're on this topic how popular would that card be especially with the weird start time doesn't it start at 11 a.m. very popular yeah okay. uh, UFC is our, our fastest growing sport. And it shows up in our handle every Saturday if there's not a UFC event, if there's a bad UFC event, or if there's a big UFC event. But even the one we had this past Saturday, which is one of the worst UFC cards I've ever seen, <laughs> we were writing money on it all over the country. So I think this one, uh, this Saturday, should be awesome for us, even though, of course, it's not an ideal start time. Where are these taking place? Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi. 7 a.m. start time, so it's not no. good. It's yeah, not main good. card not starts 11. 11 our yeah. main card starts 11 a.m. Okay. So, but consider you know, uh, Jay like was Jay, coming after me on that one. I was like, yeah. main card, man. Jeez. We've got a we've got a, a super book in New Jersey. We've got presence on the East Coast, so that that main card yeah. starting at two o'clock in the afternoon. We should be fine. All right, I like it. I'm excited. I am a friend. Like I'm a I like mixed martial arts, as they call it. Not it's not the sport is not called UFC. That's a promotion. Just throwing that out there. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? We don't need to talk about my entry, which is currently sitting at 500. Why do um, they keep putting that in the rundown? Who's doing that? I, like that. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think we should. If we're being honest, we should. I, I am hosting this, and so it's a fun journey. And hey, man, it's a marathon, not a sprint. All right, do you feel like? A, do you feel attacked when you've done poorly? Do you feel attacked by Jeremiah in the rundown? No, not really. It does make me think of one of our first conversations we had, which was, uh, oh, if you want to see, Jay's trying to find out uh, what yeah. my record is. I'll pull it up right. for you here. Why is it in red? Uh, right. <laughs> Technically. 14, 14. Yeah, 14, 14, and 1, oh, I think, 14, right? 14, yeah, uh, That's not even possible. Isn't that 29? Or Playing 14, fiddle, 14, fiddle in the 2? Oh, 14, oh, 14, 2. Oh, 14, 14, and 2. Sorry. I said in 1. There you go, Jay. Yeah, there you go. 14, 14, 14 and 2. 14, Yeah, so, you know, sitting right at that. Probably better than 14, I'm doing. Six-week contest over? Correct? Yeah. Yeah. 24, 24 5, and 1. one. Gambling yeah. Rats, I Gambling believe is the name. Rats, yeah. yeah. He, uh, rats, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, he had, um, yeah, I think he won by half a game because the others, there was a group right behind him a half game back. But yeah, 75K, I believe, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. not too bad. And then we paid off our second three-week winners, which uh, basically there was a three-way tie, and they each got 21K mm. plus. Must be nice. So, yeah. I mean, in season chunk, contest, chunk of change, yeah. In season contests are good for business because so oh. many people are out like right away. All right, we move on. College football. 
So I am surprised that you said that uh, the Syracuse uh, Syracuse is a popular team. I know that they have played well. They were on the road against Clemson. I'm very interested in this because we've had some spots uh, that hung up look-aheads. It is very much far off from the look-ahead. I think there were a couple of shops, John, that hung up Clemson minus 16 last week. Uh, you guys opened up 13, though, in this one. Yeah, I, I think Syracuse maybe isn't getting enough respect. I mean, we saw a lot of wise guys on NC State last week. I know their quarterback was out, but I, I think Syracuse just keeps to – they continue to – defy sort of some of the bets we see coming against them, people fading them week after week. I'm not saying I think they're going to beat Clemson on Saturday, but uh, Clemson's a team that the sharp guys have faded a lot this year. Yeah. We saw a lot of sharp money on NC State at yeah. Clemson, and a lot of sharp players here took Florida State this past week. I know Clemson blew them out, but it seems like we're seeing sharp guys go against Clemson a lot. I think we opened up on the short end of this, and we did attract some sharp play on Clemson finally. It's the first time in weeks with, that we've seen it. So it was like 13. They laid 13.5, but not enough to warrant to go to 14. So I think we're sitting at 13.5. But the mm-hmm. uh, first time we've seen sharp play in a while on the Tigers. So, and I'm glad you brought that up, Jake, because that was going to be my next question. You do kind of get an indicator of like where respected money is. The fact that you're just under the key number of 14 does kind of tell you that it's not enough, like you're talking about, to get you guys to the point where you'd move to 14. Yeah. Because a lot of people will just come in and just lay key numbers, won't they? Like run underneath that? Sure. Oh, yeah. By the way, Syracuse's schedule, uh, I would say I fall in the camp of not very real. Louisville, Connecticut, Purdue, Virginia, Wagner, NC State. So. Maybe a little bit of a voice there when you said Wagner. Wagner. What was that? Wagner, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Okay. That Wagner? It's not a very... I'm, yeah. I'm not familiar with Wagner, the, uh, the history. question mark? Yeah, of Wagner's football program. So right. I am familiar with Quinn Ewers, though, and mm-hmm. the Texas Longhorns, who will play mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Texas, you guys opened up J-5 with a total of 64.5. Now, reading the market, it does seem that Texas gets support on a week-to-week basis. They got bet up last week against Iowa State, although that number didn't get there. Are we seeing the same thing here? There's no sharp play. It's just okay. the market that's going on. I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's like 50-50 right now. Tickets, the money. So there hasn't been anything that uh, is really indicating what the sharps are playing on this game. Really tried to handicap this game a little bit just to see what it was, was going on with it. Um, it looks like Texas, uh, you know, that rushing defense that they have is so good. Mm-hmm. And, and I really think that the Cowboys are struggling to run the ball. So it's all going to be, you know, in the passing game. And if it goes in the passing games, yeah, you mentioned yours. I think Sanders, I think, might not be 100%. So that could be a, a problem with Oklahoma State. And I don't like teams coming off overtime games. You know, I think it was a double overtime against uh, TCU. TCU. That they blew? Yeah, yep. that they, yeah they, they blew that. And coming off a loss... That kind of sticks with you, too. So Texas being favored by six, I can understand why the market's moving up a little bit, but it wasn't sharp money. So it'll be interesting to see where this thing um, ends up. Well, college kids tend to fall into those traps a little bit more often, too, right? Like those emotional letdowns. You have yeah. an opponent, you have a Big 12 opponent uh, by, on the ropes, essentially. You blow that game, lose in double overtime. Now you got to face Texas. It's kind of a tough turnaround for uh, Oklahoma State, I would say. I like it. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to play it every single time, but if I'm looking at a game and, and I need a tiebreaker or something like that, that's something I'd look at. All right, we'll go to the Pac-12, John. UCLA taking on Oregon. Oregon, you guys opened up 6.5 with a total of 70.5. We saw the market kind of come in on UCLA in those two Friday games. They get a week off, and yet here we are. We're kind of floating around a touchdown here in this. Uh, it's an earlier game, too, against Oregon. UCLA is going to be a really popular public dog in yeah. that game. You know, when you look at that point spread, almost a touchdown. UCLA is having unbelievable season, getting all kinds of hype. They're going to be a big-time public dog. But don't let that totally scare you off. You know, I, we said that last week about Tennessee. Mm-hmm. 
We said that everybody was going to be on Tennessee. They were. They were right. Tennessee moved the ball kind of at will against Alabama. They won that game. USC was a really public dog last Saturday night at Utah. They didn't win the game, but they did cover the spread. So we've seen some big-time public dogs covering recently. UCLA is going to be another one for sure on Saturday. That number looks very inviting. Big yeah, total, too. I was looking at the total yeah. tickets, and it was like 80% already on the Bruins, ticket-wise. Mm-hmm. So a lot of public support, and I think that's just the beginning. I mean, what time is that game? Is that real late? I think I got it right if here. If it's real late, got it. it's going to be I got it at 12.30. Really, yeah, oh, it's 12.30. Yeah, 12.30. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's kind what's of a the, What's the late game, John? Uh, let's see. I can pull give that me, up for you later. Give me something I can watch. Uh, Kansas State TCU's late. That's actually a pretty good one, right? No. No? What no, the keep, Big 12 no, leader on scrolling TCU? Down. Keep scrolling down. Uh, here you go. I game. got something right up your alley. Nevada, San Diego State? I love it. 7.30. There you go. I love it. Uh, the college football schedule is actually not I'll be I'll be watching mm. baseball, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, New Mexico's catching ten and a half against Fresno State. Got to tell you, Lobo's going to uh, be pretty maybe, live this weekend. Maybe I'll think differently. Maybe yeah. I'll go back to college foots. Uh, maybe Jay Kaner might be back though. All right, before we get out of here for the day, first off, uh, Major League Baseball question for both of you guys: uh, How is this shaping up? As somebody walked in today and said, uh, San Diego Padres are not going to the World Series. In fact, it's the Philadelphia Phillies. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> we we got actually, a lot of ability, we, we have, liability, uh, right, on we, San Diego. Well, you know, we have these different jurisdictions. You talk about New Jersey. Hey, we need the Padres out okay. here. Yeah. We need the Phillies. So we have different liabilities uh, across the country. It's it's really amazing to see because when I try to explain it to some of our senior execs, and John knows exactly what I'm talking about, it's like, well, we need them here, but we don't need them over yeah. here. It's tough. It In really general. It, we needed the Guardians, right? It, it yeah. speaks to sort of how difficult our jobs are. I think Jay. And what a what a task it is to be us, uh, <laughs> having to explain. Yeah, he's right. Like we do, we don't want San Diego to win the pennant or the World Series in Nevada. But then, if you look in some of our other jurisdictions, we're buried on the Phillies winning the pennant because of New Jersey. So hmm. it's tough, John. It's really hard. But well, actually, heavy that's why lift, I, I, heavy it's lift. a heavy lift. So I will that's say why this. I, I really want the listeners to feel bad for us, if yeah. I'm being honest with you. We're well, looking for sympathy. It, I, I, okay. I'm not actually, I'm not going to sympathize with you, but I will say, because you why guys not? deal with this, and, and it's, it's a very common topic for you. Yeah. I do find this interesting. So is your bottom line overall everything Superbook Sports related, or do you guys, like, do you... Do you look at each one individually, like when you're looking at everything from losses and wins and where your liability's at? Like when the baseball season is over, is it every single jurisdiction that adds up or is it each jurisdiction in Can its I own Can I take entity? a stab at that, Jay? Well, I know what I'm going to say. I feel like it's a, is it a dumb question. Uh, whatever whatever gonna makes complain, us look better. Okay. No, I just say they're going to complain about whichever one we lost on. And they're <laughs> okay, going right. to ignore the winner. Yeah, All right. yep. And we do focus on the negative, right? Of course. I mean, we'll sit there and look at it and go, oh, we did everything great, everything looked good. Number, oh, Tennessee. Oh, in Tennessee. Tennessee. We we, we we lost lost. in Tennessee because uh, Tennessee beat Alabama, which I I blame that a little bit on our social media guys that were out there. I, you know, we told them we needed Alabama to win. They didn't bring it home. Did they boost it? They boosted it. They they really, they screwed us. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, they screwed us. I know you, Thanks, we, do these, uh, we do these boosts in different uh, jurisdictions yeah. now. Did you see what happened? One shop um, accidentally sent out an internal email with all these boosts that had actually lost. But for them, it was winners, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they're winners. And all the, they, a lot of people got mad. They were like, how are you send this out and tell us those are winners? Oh, they were winners. Just more winners for you guys. For the house. <laughs> of course. And it was a we, celebratory we, email. We I did, do that. I did, I did not did. hear that. Oh, it's we, great. It's great. Really. We do that. We send celebratory text messages when the customers lose. <laughs> uh, we do that a lot. a lot. I'm sure you guys don't do yeah. that. Like every day. I, it was more... Uh, 
It was an exact type of thing. Anyway, all right. Uh, we're all out of here. As always, you can follow us on social at Superbook Sports or at Superbook.com. Stay up on all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. Huh? How about that? And if you like what you hear, take a second, like, rate, review, subscribe. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you next week here on The Odds Makers, presented by Superbook Sports. You've been locked into The Odds Makers Podcast. The Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports, featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Von Toll. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Odds Makers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.